With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday, a meat Friday at that. In case you're wondering, and I know you are, pesto chicken sandwiches with tomato and fresh mozzarella and curly fries. All of that on the Traeger Grills. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Yes, Paul. You're Mr. Pesto. You're the guy. I am. In all seriousness, you're the guy who introduced me to pesto back in the ESPN days. I had my... Girlfriend, now wife, make me a meal uh, with pesto. And I'd never had it before, but I read it in Sports Illustrated that Dwight Evans of the Red Sox would have pesto before every home game. And I said to my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, can you make pesto? She's Italian. She goes, uh, yeah. And uh, I fell in love with her just because she made pesto. Yes, he I once brought home a tiny, like, baby food jar full of pesto from a farm I was at and gave it to you. Yes. And you said, quote, this might be the nicest thing you've ever done for me. <laughs> that is true. It yes. was just a little tiny jar of pesto, but it, like, it touched you. Yes, it did. Because yes. you just loved it. Yes, pesto. it did. Yes, Paul. I'm on the road sometimes, and I'll send you pictures of pesto. I remember I was in Rhode Island. I said, Dan, you got to go to this place. Yes. Pesto. What is pesto? Dan, you know, but America doesn't. Basil leaves, garlic, pine nuts, olive oil, salt, and Parmesan mixed together. Yes. It's heaven is what it yeah. is. Back to you. Yes. Uh, all of our recipes can be found on the website, danpatrick.com. Is there a pesto fest or a pesto stroll, Paul? You're on top of strolls and fest. I haven't <laughs> gone to one in 2023, but I will look pesto it up. Pesto fest. I was thinking about a pesto moonshine. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. Dude, I'm not I, against that I, I, at all. Andiamo, andiamo. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there with the tailgate moonshine. And by the way, we'll have some news coming up next week on uh, how you can order Azalea moonshine. Our, uh, that's our next batch on tailgate moonshine. Yes, Paul? Since you asked, Seton, the Pesto World Championships are this summer in Genoa, Italy, as usual. Oh, uh, who's with me? And uh, I am. There is a Pesto Festival in western New York State also this summer. I'll keep you up to date. By the way, sign up for the newsletter. Go to danpatrick.com. Put your email address in the box that slides out. Bottom right corner, good to go. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question. All of that forthcoming. Once again, thank you for uh, downloading the app, the Peacock app, to be able to watch this program all three hours. And it's free. This content, we couldn't charge you for that, could we? And our radio affiliates, including iHeartRadio, 
Fox Sports Radio, and nearly 400 cities around America. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Tonight, San Diego State, Alabama, Miami, Houston, Princeton, Creighton, Xavier, and Texas. Coming up a little bit, a couple of guests from CBS Sports. Seth Davis, who was uh, on the set last night, will join us. And Clark Kellogg, Special K, will join us as well. Uh, let's see. A couple of things that we uh, need to address. I'll give you the point spreads, according to DraftKings. Uh, you can bet on a buzzer beater in the Sweet 16. Any game-winning buzzer beater in the Sweet 16, DraftKings, yes, plus 1,000. And we had it last night with Gonzaga and UCLA, and it sounded like this. Strother will get it in. Salas picks it up. Clock starts. 11 seconds. Salas across the timeline. Pitch it back. Strother. Deep three from the top of the key. Got it! Oh, he hit it! Strother from the top. Seven seconds left. Campbell on the run. Into the front court. Drives the right side. Stripped away. Strother's got it. Fouled with 1.1 to go. That's how it sounded last night on Westwood 1. San Diego State is getting 7.5 against Alabama. Miami, 7.5 against Houston. Princeton getting 10 versus Creighton, and Xavier getting 4.5 versus Texas. So a little bit uh, wider margins with the point spreads for these games. And I liken March Madness the last couple of years, certainly as you get to this point in the tournament, it's like a blind date. When you tune into the game, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. You may not know the players, and you may not even know the storylines. And the blind date can be great or it can be bad. You know, Arkansas getting blown out, that wasn't a good blind date last night. But Gonzaga and UCLA, that was a great blind date. Even Florida Atlantic against Tennessee, you had a couple of great blind dates last night. And K-State, K-State is fun to watch. Now, they have all the elements of Cinderella, but they're a three-seed. Hard to call a three-seed a Cinderella, but they do feel like that. Like, you got the 5'8 point guard, Marquise Noel. He's from New York. So, from Manhattan and plays in Manhattan, Kansas. And here he has an Isaiah Thomas moment where he rolls his ankle, and you're wondering, oh, my God, is this guy going to be able to play? Second half. Isaiah Thomas is there. In fact, he's asked this question about Isaiah Thomas after the game. A couple of people said before the alley-oop to Keontae, you looked at the crowd and said, watch this. Can you, can you confirm or deny that? Dang, I got to watch what I say. I mean, so I'll be in the zone. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Isaiah Thomas because uh, I think he had a friend um, over there. Um, and he was rooting for them. And I'm like, y'all not going to win today. And I just kept looking at him for some, you know, added motivation. But, you know, it was nothing but, but cool vibes with um, them over there. The Wildcats are led by Keontae Johnson and uh, Marquise Noel. Johnson came to Kansas State after four seasons at Florida. In his junior year, he collapsed on the floor, and uh, he was sidelined for two years. He could have taken out a $5 million uh, life insurance policy with the uh, NCAA if he never played again. He turned down the offer and went to Kansas State. And Noel was unbelievable. He uh, had uh, 27 or had 20 points. 19 assists. He had 27 against Kentucky. Um, that's a new record for assist in a game. He's 5'8", but, man, he's got a lot of fire to him. He's fun, and he's not afraid. I remember when John Calipari, after Kentucky lost, he talked about the little guy, I think, 
And he later apologized for that because Kentucky needed some players like Marquise Noel. And there's a lot of teams, you don't know the players because, you know, the way you know college basketball is right now. The great players are there for one year, so you only get to know them for about four months. And, you know, Drew Timmy has been there, it feels like, seven years. Uh, he is a true senior, which is really rare. But I think when you see the mustache and the headband, it's out of, you know, a Will Ferrell movie. You know, like, oh, yeah, that guy, he'll be the goof guy, goofy guy on the floor. And then you watch him play, and you're, he, he has incredible footwork. Um, and, and I liken it to Kevin McHale. If you're old enough to remember Kevin McHale, he didn't jump, but he had long arms, and he had great footwork. He's one of the best post-position players in the history of the game. He had this ability to get you off balance, and then he was able to score. And Timmy, can, you know, he can shoot better than Kevin could. Uh, you know, he can take you out to three-point range. So it's fun, but I feel like every single game I'm watching, it feels like this is a blind date. Not quite sure, but for the most part, usually ends with a bang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Whoa. early. <laughs> Kids in their car. Have you guys ever been on a true blind date? Yes. Like where you, you never met the person until you walked into the restaurant? I went on a blind date where the woman was blind. Oh. And she was, she was great. We became friends for, throughout college. She was, but she was legally blind. Did you tell her you were 6'7 and said, looked like Robert Redford? I said, I'm, I'm a really good-looking guy. Now, I, guys, I get to make the jokes here. I'm allowed to <laughs> you make have the jokes. One, you have one good eye, you so you can do that. Half the jokes. Yes, yes. But uh, she was a uh, wonderful woman. So I went on a blind date. She arrived at the restaurant alone? How'd that work? Uh, well, she went with her girlfriend. And then, uh, oh. so it was a double date. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. It Playa. was, it was. <laughs> play is going to play. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Uh, it was a double date. And uh, so her name was Amy. She was, she was a very nice woman. Her name wasn't Sienna. <laughs> oh, wow. I can make that joke. Okay. All right. Rarely do I get this opening. <laughs> I don't like the optics of this, Paul. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay. There go. Actually, took me a second. <laughs> Embarrassed. Oh, look who's wearing their Husky T-shirt. Yeah, Marv. Okay. And Todd's wearing his Husky jeans. Oh, okay. yeah. There we go. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. That's just a callback from yesterday. Yeah. Ten minutes in. Here we just go. to see how many groups we can insult in one thing. We're making fun of blind people. We're making fun of... Uh, yeah. I'm not making fun of... I said I had a blind date. I was. You're fat shaming now. Well, I, okay. No, uh, Fritzy's mom called him Husky. Not me. And that's what they called the jeans back then. Yes. At least at the place that I went to. I yes. don't know why we went you there. You got Husky jeans. Try on these Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seton, stop making fun of Todd. Hey, I tried the slim ones. I couldn't get it past my kneecap, so that wasn't happening. <laughs> I uh, got to go with my bread's buttered. Hey, it's the Husky section. Hey, Husky. Yeah, Marv feeling pretty good about, boy, that was, I mean, UConn to me has played uh, better than anybody in the tournament. I, I thought it might be competitive. It felt like Arkansas turned into Kentucky where you go, they got a lot of talent, but that looks like they're in disarray. And they had no, t or, you know, close early, and then all of a sudden, Connecticut looked dominating. Yeah, Marv. 
the first four minutes, boy, my palms were sweating. Yeah. Then about five minutes in, just oh, a, this a, is a wrap. Just a little sweaty. Yeah, there's not a lot of sweat. I mean, your palms. Oh, no. Now yeah. you're disrespecting the small hands community <laughs> also? The, the small handed? Yeah. <laughs> a- anti-smallest? Yeah. Is there a small hand community? Wouldn't it be great? You belong to a club, you know, Mensa. What do you belong to? Small hands club. Little hands across yeah. America. <laughs> Takes more, uh, <laughs> yes. a lot of many more, many more members. <laughs> yeah, you just need a lot more people. Uh, Florida Atlantic, uh, they said we're not a Cinderella, but uh, fifth team seated ninth or lower to reach the Elite Eight in the last uh, three tournaments. So you had St. Peter's, they were a 15. Miami was a 10 last year. Oregon State 12. UCLA 11 in 2021. At least one team seated ninth or lower has reached the Elite Eight in six of the last seven tournaments. And in case you're not sure, Florida Atlantic, not on the Atlantic, but uh, Boca Raton, close to... That what was coastal Carolina wasn't on the coast. They're like six miles away yes. from the water. Yeah. Adjacent to that, Yeah. It's kinda of like a neighborhood call at second base. You know, you're kind of in the area, coastal Carolina. They're probably dancing in the streets of Boca Raton this morning. Yes, uh, they're actually doing the Hora since it's in Boca. A lot of the Jewish people are living there, so they're kind of dancing around the team in a circle. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. Celebrity Bracket Challenge. Peter King is still leading, but he won't be because he's got Marquette. Adam Sandler is second. He's got Houston. John Smoltz. He's got Gonzaga. Fritzy and John Daly are tied for fourth. They have Houston winning it all. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? We had over 10,000 fans enter the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. And once again, last place, Rebecca Lowe. Second to last, Darius Rucker. Third to last is Josh Dumel, the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. You know, it's so long ago, or it feels so long ago that I filled it out that I don't even remember. But I know that I'm not in the top and I'm not in the bottom, so I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yes, yeah, Seaton. Not only does it feel like a long time ago that I filled mine out, it feels like a long time ago since mine was even relevant. Because really, after the first weekend, <laughs> it was pretty much gone. Fritzy, Fritzy just sent me a note. Go ahead. I'll let you say it because I think it's it's cute. Where do you think the tiny hands club meets annually for their gathering? Where, Todd? That would be Palm Springs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes they go to Palm Beach, but uh, you can and go to Palm, Palm Desert. There's a lot of palms. Palm yeah, they started Palm Springs. <laughs> okay. Marvin's not having any of that right now. No, he's not. But UConn won. No, so he's, he's in a good yeah, mood. He's got this T-shirt yeah, on. He's, and everything. He's got his, you gave him a UConn Husky. T-shirt. I was scrolling through Instagram and that popped up and I'm like, that would look great on Marvin Prince and I think he'd appreciate an old, he likes the old school kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm getting that. Yes, Marv. <laughs> I love it that it's husky singular and yep. not plural. I know. This makes it even better. So thank you, Todd. Yes. You're welcome. So it's not Yukon Huskies. You got him a Yukon. It's a Yukon Huskies Husky. related shirt. It's got like an old school logo yeah. and it's just, there's something like retro about it. I'm like, that's. Is it bootleg? Cause it's got one N instead of two in the Yukon. It's, it's a little off. I can't speak to that. I was wondering why it was $2.99, but I didn't, you know, we the shipping was more than the shit. I'm like, well, that's weird. All right. We'll get to phone calls coming up. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. 
Coming up next, we'll talk to Seth Davis from CBS, get his thoughts on what happened last night and what he thinks will happen later on tonight. Take a break. This Meet Friday, we're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Sleep number. You know, there are times when you go, oh, I can't wait to get out of bed. That's not the case with me because I have sleep number. My sleep number setting, by the way, is 75. Also, they have the Climate 360 Smart Bed. That'll change your life. They have temperature balancing bedding, and that's why it's called the Climate 360 Smart Bed. Actively cools and warms on each side, keeps you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Sleep Number has a solution for Seton's wife's snoring, yeah. and it's called a FlexFit Smart Adjustable Base that you can gently raise your partner's head at the touch of a button just so she's not snoring. And just like that, her snoring goes away. Yeah. Yep. Save my marriage. How does it sound? <laughs> oh, no. That comes out of that lovely woman. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, it's one of the two of us in the bed. Sleep I like to blame her. Lowest prices of the year. Save $1,200 on the 360 i10 smart bed plus special financing. She loves this joke, by the way. Sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. <laughs> Subject to credit approval. See sleepnumber.com for details. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This will be played at the cookout this summer, Marv. It sure will. We're yeah. going to Waterwall Stevie today. Oh, I like that. We're going to Waterwall Stevie today. Uh, is there a reason? Top five, top five artists of all time, any genre. You don't need a reason to play Stevie Wonder. Never. Yes, yes Tom. I didn't know if we were going with a blindness theme. I wasn't sure what he was doing there. Was that just a coincidence? Oh, Paulie. That's only for Paulie. Hey, no, you can make the Jewish joke. <laughs> I like to. Uh, I should have told Paulie to say that. Yes. Yeah, Paulie, Paulie is, you know, the only person who has one bad eye here in this group. Yeah. He can make that joke. I didn't, I didn't see that joke coming. Oh. <laughs> Making fun of myself while being half blind. <laughs> see what he did? Oh, God. Well, uh, settle, did we settle on a poll question here, Seton O'Connor? Uh, we didn't, but I put one up there anyway. Okay. Uh, we haven't really hit on this topic yet today. All right. Uh, but how badly does Lamar Jackson need an agent right now? Ooh. Desperately? Kinda, or not at all. This is bad. This is, uh, I mean, imagine if you're the NFL Players Association, how frustrating this must be. Because you're trying to protect him, and sometimes protect him or the player from himself. And you got to get an agent who is certified, and the report is that he has somebody who's sort of fielding phone calls who is not certified by the NFL Players Association. If a team negotiates with this guy representing Lamar, they get fined, I think, $50,000. But I don't know where this is headed. It just feels like Lamar wants out of there. And if you've got somebody who's going to be a mouthpiece for you who is not certified, got to be really frustrating, certainly for the NFL Players Association. All right, we'll uh, let you uh, weigh in on that. We'll get phone calls coming up. Seth Davis, CBS Sports College Basketball Analyst. He joins us every year at this time. Senior writer for The Athletic. Good to see you again, Seth. Give me the result last night that surprised you the most. Well, uh, good morning to you. Um, I can't say I was surprised by any of them, to be honest. Uh, um, I did go 4-0 in my picks last night for The Athletic, so I should just disappear right now um, Mm -hmm. because that will never happen again. You know, Florida... Atlantic, um, I'm a big believer, Dan, that winning is a habit. And they've now won 34 games to three losses. And people, I, I would hope that we've come far enough to understand that it's not because they're in a bad league. Conference USA is actually not a bad league. As mid-major leagues go, it's about as good as there is. Um, and they dominated uh, all season long. Um, you know, as a story, Kansas State is hard to beat. Uh, they only had two players coming back. Um, from a, a, a program that had a job opening for a reason. Um, and Jerome Tang came in and brought in a whole bunch of new guys. They were picked to finish last in the Big 12 at the start of the season for a good reason. And um, they have been great all year. It's not like, oh, my God, they got hot late and are on this amazing tournament run. They have been good all season long. Um, and you saw last night, you know, the power of having the two best players in a game. Now, of course, game went to overtime. They could have easily lost, obviously, but um, it's it's been an amazing story for them. So um, and then, you know, UConn to me, I think UConn and Alabama have been the best two teams in the tournament. And after last night, I would probably put UConn one, Alabama two. Let's see how the tide looks tonight. So, um, yeah, it's just a great, great night of basketball and the crazy shot by Julian Strother of Gonzaga to end the night. 
Um, really, really unfortunate for UCLA after the, the amazing uh, season they've had for them to be down two starters at this point in the season. They were they were gassed the whole way. The fact that they took Gonzaga to the edge like that is is an incredible tribute to Mick and, and those kids. So it's been a fun tournament. It's almost like we, we've redefined what a Cinderella is. Now, I, I talked to, you know, Princeton's head coach, and he said, we're embracing Cinderella, where Florida Atlantic is not. They, they're like, no, we're, we belong here. Kansas State, as a three seed, has a Cinderella feel to them, which is pretty amazing. I don't know if any of these other schools would be defined as Cinderella's in previous years, and maybe not now. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I would agree with you. I mean, you know, we could talk about San Diego State, you know, being a Mountain West school. I mean, there are five seeds. So if that's, we're, you know, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for Cinderella there. You know, I, I mean, I've I've said many times, Dan, San Diego State is is the best um, mid-major program in the country outside of Gonzaga. They are really, really good every year. And let's not forget, in 2020, when the tournament canceled, they were headed for a one or a two seed. Yeah. So um, they've been good now for many, many years, being able to replenish their roster, you know, going back to the Kawhi Leonard teams of Steve Fisher, um, transferring that from Steve Fisher to, to Brian Dutcher and, and, and continuing that success. That doesn't, that doesn't usually happen. If you're in the Sweet 16, I mean, I understand Princeton is a 15th seed and we call them a Cinderella, but I mean, if you, if, if you didn't know anything about the teams and you watch that Princeton-Missouri game, you didn't know anything about them, where they were ranked, where they were seated, what league they were in. You'd say, oh, yeah, Princeton's a better team. I mean, they just dominated them physically. So, um, yeah, I think we're long past the point of, of 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 thinking along those lines, but it's an incredible story. You know, Ivy League champ is the number 15 seed, and what FDU did to beat Purdue is a 16 beating a one. That's going to happen again. We now know it's only a matter of time and probably not a very long time uh, before a 16 seed uh, reaches the Sweet 16. It's It's been the trajectory of the sport Really, since I've been covering it now, which I hate to say is is uh, is a good thirty years and 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 increasing fast. Seth Davis, CBS Sports, college basketball analyst and senior writer for the Athletic, joining us on the program. It feels like those teams, those schools that have players who stay longer than one year, they're the most dangerous. And and you know, Kentucky proved that for many many years. They would have one and done and tons of talent, and they'd go on to make millions and millions of dollars in the NBA, but they didn't have great success deep into the tournament. Are we changing the blueprint for success in college basketball? Yeah, I, again, I think that's another thing that's been happening. I mean, if you look at 2012, the Kentucky champ, that was Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. 2015 was Duke with Jalil Okafor, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow. Those were all freshmen. So those were two freshman-leaning teams. Now, they did have older players that were there as, you know, they're kind of glue guys and um, and, and the like. But but they but they were heavily reliant on, on one-and-done type talents. That's really been it. You know, after that, it's really teams like, you know, Jay Wright's Villanova's teams and the older, uh, you know, North Carolina team and, um, you know, right, right on down the line. Uh, Kansas last year. You got to be older. And now, Dan, we're, we're at a – we're in a point where college basketball has never been this old because of the extra COVID year yeah. that these players are getting. So, um, and then their ability to transfer without having to sit out uh, has, I think helped, you know, sort of water find its level where players are going to places where they can play and they can be exposed and they can have the best 
um, experience. I mean, people talk about the downsides to that, but I think the upsides really outweigh the downsides of of, of giving everybody the ability to, to to find the place that fits them best. So, um, yeah, I mean, like the Duke-Tennessee game last week was a great example. I mean, Duke just looked really young. Yeah. Tennessee was older, more physical, um, and and that's why they're still playing. I think a lot of these teams tonight, Texas, one of the oldest teams in the country, and not just being old, um, Dan, but having continuity from year to year. You can get old in a transfer portal by bringing in a bunch of old players, but if you have old players who have played together for a couple of years, that's really the sweet spot that I think teams are looking for. Drew Timmy has seven career tournament games with at least 25 points, so tied with Bill Bradley and Oscar Robertson for third most all-time. Elvin Hayes and Jerry West tied for first with eight. So he can reach that with the next game. How will college basketball remember Drew Timmy? First of all, that's pretty good company right there. Yes. For yes. That's not too bad. What is that? I think he's got another no year of eligibility. He does, and he won't use it. I'm trying to talk him into coming back to college. And NIL <laughs> money, man, come on. But he's... He's, he's made pretty clear that he's gone. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Drew's going to be remembered for his personality as much as anything. I mean, he just plays the game with great joy, great verve. Uh, I'm not a, a fan of dropping F-bombs on, on TV, but um, that is his personality. Um, you know, it's funny. He was kissing Julian Strother last night. He's like, I'm the biggest Julian Strother fan because if, it, if that shot didn't go in, all we'd be talking about right now were his two missed free throws. Yeah. It's funny how fate intervenes, but you know he's he's been a great player and he's been in a great program. Like we just take this Gonzaga thing for granted. It's 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 really it. I would challenge anybody to to find me another example anywhere in sports anywhere of of this happening where this little private Jesuit school in Spokane, Washington, playing in the West Coast Conference is this dominant for this long. I mean, we're now going on on 20 plus years since they made that initial run to the Elite Eight with Mark Few and everybody. And it's not just Mark. I mean, it's a total buying of the university, the alumni base, the donor base, the community. Um, and then people say, well, they're a league and this and that. And well, now you look at their record in the NCAA tournament and there's you can count on one hand and only need a couple of fingers of programs that are able to match that. And then people say, oh, they haven't won a, a, a championship. Are, are, are you serious? Like, first of all, they're one possession away and they played in, in, in two championship games. They're one possession away against North Carolina. We are talking about Gonzaga University. So for Drew Timmy and, and, and that story for Gonzaga and Mark Few, um, to be in the Elite Eight is uh, fantastic. I will tell you with great confidence the road ends here. Uh, they match up very poorly against UConn. Everybody matches up poorly against UConn with that that two-headed monster at center. I love Drew Timmy. He's an incredible scorer. He is a pretty uh, mediocre defender, and he's going to have he and the he and the guys are going to have their hands full with Sonogo and Donovan Klingon on uh, uh, tomorrow. Your thoughts on Rick Pitino at St. John's? You know, when a when a coach, it used to be to to, to the, this conversation. It used to be when a coach got a new job, I would I would sort of uh, caution the fans to be patient, say because the first thing he's going to do is look at high school juniors. So it's another year until his his kids his first class gets on campus. Then it takes a couple of years to develop, and you need a couple of good classes. So we're looking at a three to five year process. Now with that transfer portal, it's instantaneous. It's microwave. And what I can tell St. John's fans, who I know are very excited, is you know, Rick Pitino's 70 years old. He's a young 70, and he's a 70-year-old with a chip on his shoulder and yeah. something to prove. He, he's been battered and beaten down and humiliated and dragged through the mud. 
And it got to the point where he didn't think he would ever have any opportunity to coach again. And he wanted it so badly. He coached in Greece for a couple of years, went to Iona. And so he's going into the, he's going into this with just incredible enthusiasm and edge. And now he can use that transfer portal. I mean, if you're a college basketball player and you got the chance to play for Rick Pitino at Madison Square Garden, are you kidding me? So um, he's going to, he's going to instantly um, upgrade that roster and he's going to coach the heck out of them. And the garden is, with, I mean, the Knicks are playing well and St. John's is going to be back. I don't know if I'm through the looking glass here, what's going on, or if, if it's a dream, uh, I don't want to wake up because it's going to be exciting. Good to talk to you again, Seth. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the uh, rest of the tournament. Love you, Dan. Love you too, Seth. Seth Davis, CBS Sports College Basketball Analyst, senior writer for The Athletic. Yeah, I think uh, looking at Connecticut right now, the way they play, and they're blowing out people. Alabama, Houston, now, those are great teams. Right now, Connecticut seems like they're playing the best. But let's see what happens with Houston tonight and Alabama. A couple of phone calls in here. Troy in Indiana leads us off today. Good morning, Troy. What's on your mind? Hey, bud. Hey. 6'1", six, six 235 pounds, a saggy old man, get off my lawn guy. And I wondered if anybody else last night got frustrated watching that point guard from Kansas State. Is it Noel? Yes. Um, who had all the assists? Yeah. My Lord, Dan, carries the ball down the court, palming the thing. At some point in time, the ball hangs in air for one second before it goes down. And apparently I am a crabby old man because it was almost unwatchable. And once again, I I blame the NBA, and and nobody ever calls that anymore. So I guess that does officially make me a get-off-my-lawn guy. Yeah, you're you're right there with me. And I I thought the same thing, and it's unfortunate because I'm watching that play, and I'm going, he's carrying the ball. And then he had a beautiful alley-oop. So it was a wonderful play. I love watching him. I just don't know where we got to the point where we go, we're going to allow that. And the NBA, and I even said it to the commissioner, that's carrying. Why not call it? Like, now I know you want dynamic offensive plays. We want more offense. Well, that gives you more offense. But it is carrying the basketball. Yes, Eden. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the league is better for it. It's yeah, more but, entertaining to watch because you let that quarter of a second go by. But I don't think it's against the rules. You have a rule in place called caring or palming. You don't enforce it. We used to have three free throws to make two in the NBA. They used to have that for the professionals. Hey, three to make two. What? But they had that, and that's silly. Yes, Paul. It's almost like um, it, it gradually built up over the years. If you go back to like the Ramil Robinson days and Sherman Douglas days of the eighties, they were starting it, but it didn't really wasn't a thing where everyone did it all the time. Now it's to the point where these hesitation dribbles, the ball's kind of hovering in the air for a beat, yeah. and that's beyond just carrying it. It's it's I guess it's traveling and carrying at the same time. But what? How many times a game could you call it? Like you call it right off the gate? Well, you can call. Uh, traveling too, that's a violation, and they don't enforce that. So I, I just, I, I don't know. Let's play by the rules, that's all. I got called for carrying. We should be calling it, enforcing it, damn it. Maybe it brings back haunting memories. When Mr. Outside would get called for carrying against the Lebanon Warriors. Still hurts. Call it. Or just say, we're not calling carrying anymore or palming. Okay, 
if you say that, then fine. Then I won't be apoplectic when I go, oh, it's carrying the ball. And then you got little kids who are doing it now. <laughs> I'm yelling. At, I went to see fifth grade girls basketball game. Friend of mine is a coach. And I am watching this, and I yell out. Here it comes. I, I did. I, I said, carry it. She's carrying the ball. And the parents are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm right, and they were right to say what is wrong with you. Yes, you you know what's crazy, too, is that there's a uh, – I just heard a commercial yesterday um, for there's a middle school state championship coming up <laughs> yeah. here in our in our state. Yeah. And I'm seriously considering going, even though I don't know anyone playing. Because <laughs> it's probably going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't want you on TMZ Sports, though. Dan Patrick loses it at fifth grade thing. Yell, Curry! Rip, ripping you out of there. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to uphold the integrity of the game. Doesn't anyone teach fundamentals? <laughs> That's what the, the modern game needs. <sighs> okay, let me take a break. What? While you're kicking everybody off the lawn, what about the rolling of the ball up and that not picking it up the guard until it's like by midcourt? I know you're trying to save a half a second, but that, that bothers me for some reason. I always hope the other team's going to be a little more aggressive and just steal it from you. I have no problem with that. I hate that. I don't know. I just... Well, it's like they do it. You're even not when, breaking a rule. But now they're doing it when it's, they don't even need to do it sometimes. It's not like at the end of the game where you're trying to save I know, a second. I know, but what I'm saying is that's not breaking a rule. No, it's just weird. And when you travel like or carry the ball, you're breaking a rule. And don't be jumping on my annoyance <laughs> and piggybacking. What is it about these guards that roll the ball up to half court? Then We're going to take a break. To... Got our play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Left side, got it! Check this out. Strother in to Salas. He'll bring it up the floor. Ten seconds to play. Elite eight on the line. Strother, quick three, straight away is good! He hits it with seven seconds to go. Zags up by two. Campbell the other way into the front court. Driving. Pulls up. Stripped away by Smith. Strother comes away with it. He's fouled with one second to go. Julian Strother in his hometown from 30. Gonzaga had lost 10 straight tournament games to a number one or number two seed prior to beating number two seed UCLA. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Intelligence runs in their family. Innovation runs in their family. Extraordinary runs in their family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more. MBUSA.com. Update the poll results. Seton. For the first 47 minutes of the program. How badly does Lamar Jackson need an agent right now? Mm. Desperately, kind of, or not at all. Right now, 68% say desperately. And you wonder if he had an agent, would this have been done a couple of years ago? Because I want to get into that second contract, and as quick as possible, then I can get into a third contract. If I'm a quarterback, and I can get that money, get it sooner, and then I can get into that third contract... That's where you're going to make some real money in your career. And he has missed out on that opportunity. And it feels like, you know, there has to be a little bit of compromise here on both sides. He needs, he needs some help in the negotiations here. And also, an agent can help you in a lot of ways. Uh, because, you know, teams can deal with somebody who's used to a, a negotiation back and forth. Also, agents can get information out there. They can leak information out there. I, I'm still amazed at what OBJ does to stay relevant. Hasn't played, but he's in the news all the time. And granted, you know, the mothership is going to cover him no matter what while he's on the outside looking in. But go back to how many months ago were we waiting for him to sign with the Cowboys? And maybe it was the Giants or maybe it was the Buffalo Bills. And then we realized he wasn't ready to play. Now, is he ready to play? Maybe. Has a workout, puts a video out there. And maybe you're drawing up interest there. That's what Lamar needs. Lamar needs, you know, something going on. Somebody talking about. There's not even a whisper here. You know, we can throw out, you know, the Patriots might be interested. 
Okay. Might. I haven't heard anything. What about the Falcons? What about the Colts? Hey, they might be interested. Okay. Nothing. Crickets. And that's surprising for a player that's that great. So something is really scaring them off. And what's scaring them off is you don't want to be the next owner to give up that kind of money because now you have changed the market. You know, Cleveland was desperate. He, he had ruled out, Deshaun Watson ruled out Cleveland. And they go, uh, we'll guarantee $230 million. Okay, I'm going to Cleveland. That's how it happened. Is the owner going to be desperate? And I don't think so. Because if you do that, now you're going to catch the wrath of all of these other owners who are like, hey, Cleveland was stupid. We can't be stupid because this affects all of us eventually. Uh, let's see. A couple more phone calls. Lucas in Texas. Hey, Luke, what's on your mind? Hey, DP. Hey. Hey, uh, I got to admit, you're uh, you're burying the lead just a little bit. I know we've got a lot of basketball going on, but I guess this is where I admit that I have a uh, – a problem with the show. I've been listening for too long because last fall you guys did a bit for about a week or so. And I thought it was fun. I said, you know what? I'm going to put something in my calendar. I'm going to check to make sure I don't miss the date. I'm going to make sure to call in conspire with Tyler to make sure that we got this in. So uh, to to one of my favorite Danettes, he's being totally blindsided by this. Happy half birthday, Paulie. (laughs) You know how much I love that. Over celebrating <laughs> one's birthday. Wow, that is a long, slow play. It but was. You know what, Lucas? Well done. Play the long yeah, game, kid. Happy half birthday. Good for you. I respect happy it. Birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy half birthday. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody cares. Nobody loves a good birthday celebration like Paulie. Oh does. yeah. Yeah. Something everyone does. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> I think we got to the point that after we lived. Longer than my dad, we stopped counting our birthdays, my brothers and I. Wow. So once, once we got past 54, we're like, nah, I'm good. And, and my oldest brother just had his birthday, and I'm like, you still celebrating? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm earning these right now. I go, all right. You get past 54. My dad died at 54. Uh, oh, boo-hoo, Dan. No, no, don't feel bad for me. 54. Yes, Paul. Can I dead dad top? Of course you can. <laughs> Unless Fritzy can beat me to it, which I'm not sure. Fritzy doesn't embrace Dead Dad Club the way we do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. How old was your dad, Fritzy, when he died? 48, I believe. Wow. Oh, wow. topper. Yes, Paul. My dad was 39 years old. All right. All right. I was 11. I'm over it. Yeah. And he died on <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Tough holiday around yeah. the house. And you didn't go out for trick-or-treating that night. I don't know if it was my choice. I think there was arrangements that need to be made. No, I don't. <laughs> My friends came by. I remember all my friends came by, which was very cool. Yeah, brought some candy, too. Yeah, I'm curled up in a corner. <laughs> a Reese's peanut butter cup. Here's a Kit Kat bar. Yeah, feel better. <laughs> uh, what, what, is there a candy bar daddy? Oh, like a, a dead dad friendly candy No, no, no. Bar? Is there, yeah, is there... A sugar daddy? What's sugar right? daddy. With the stick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That wouldn't have been good if they said... Nah. I got some sugar daddy. Too soon. Yeah. I would have waited maybe until I was 12 or 13. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back. Hey, good morning, guys. Playing a little bit underneath the weather today, but happy Meat Friday, and thanks for taking my phone call. Um, I just really enjoyed the show earlier this week with Sonny Vaccaro and Bill Bradley on. Dan, I think you're the only radio host that kind of bridges all those generations where you can have a young guy on like Stefan Diggs that gives you a the Downey Patrick show 
you know, chain and hang out. But then you also got, you know, members of the, the older generation that may have passed and people have forgotten about, but you just interview so well that it just becomes a conversation. And I really enjoy that. So good interviews on those days. Um, I do have a stat of the day, but I'm going to do it more of a trivia question today. Okay. So besides it being his 10th 20 point game in the tournament, Drew Timmy was also only the third player since 1985 to have 35 points and 10 rebounds in a sweet 16 or later game in the tournament. Can anyone name the last time a player had a 35 point, 10 rebound performance in the tournament, Sweet 16 or later? Shaquille O'Neal. No. Larry Bird. No. I can give a clue. Okay. Drafted by the L.A. Clippers. Not that great, but there's one clue. I have another one if you need it. Yeah, Paul. Lamont Murray? No. Oh, from Cal? Wow. Okay. When, when I say this, you guys will be like, ah. Here's the last clue. You'll get it. He shot left-handed free throws as a tribute. Bo Kimball. Bo Kimball, 1990. Ding, ding, ding. Great job. Thank you, Andrew. Clark Kellogg will join us coming up. More of your phone calls as well on this Meet Friday. Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Pauly, yours truly. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.